0: it can feel really saturated or it can feel really scary to step into a space that's like already been done. Hmm. Right. No, one's reinventing the wheel, but what, what I noticed when I look at it is there are two options. I could be really jealous of what she's doing, or I could be really curious about what she's doing and I could do it. Right. And so anyone listening, like if you are in that space of, well, she's doing it. So like, "Mm, I don't really know if I could do it. Like when you have those feelings, talk to those people, if you are seeing this like envy, or if you're like, man, I wish I could have that, go grab that person a coffee.
1: Welcome to the Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. Overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power, and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought, training, or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action, and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Today we have an amazing, another amazing guest, Christina Muccio, often goes by Mooch. And Christina is a business coach. And if Beyonce and Tom Brady had a ridiculously athletic child who wanted to save the world, it would be Mooch. We dare you not to feel motivated and ready to run through walls after spending time around Mooch's energy and stop giving a shit what anyone else thinks attitude. This hype woman not only knows how to bring the fun to the grind, she knows how to get shit done and help others see it's possible to do the same. As a business coach, that means showing you strategy and living in complete authenticity is truly at the root of business expansion. And I've already told you this before when I got your bio for Fest, but I absolutely Love your bio. <laughs> it's so good. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome. Thank you so much for being here today.
0: Thank you for having me. I am so excited. Um, I cannot wait to explore more and, and take everyone on this journey. So thanks for having me.
1: Yay! So the first question I have to ask you because it just like reminded me, and it's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about you, and just like on Instagram and I don't think we've ever actually even met in real life, but I feel like we have just through Instagram. But one of the main things that come across is your energy and like your bio encapsulates all of that so perfectly. And the way that you show up on online and I can tell offline as well with this just really magnetic energy. So do you have any secrets for anybody listening that wants to, show up with more energy or is it just built into your DNA? I love it.
0: Um, I think it's a mix of both to be honest and I think it's mm, understanding yourself and building yourself in the areas of strength where you can start to really recognize like stepping into your truest self right something that we do with clients and it's literally how we and myself created this bio was like having clients do their persona parents like if two people two celebrity high you know highly known people were to have a child who would those two people be and why and so um it's funny, we, we had taken, my business partner and I had taken polls of from our clients around who would we actually be? And so for you to really step into that truest power, like you have to understand it first and you have to like mm-hmm. connect to it. I think you can probably relate, Kat, like anytime there's an analogy around something that you're trying to explain or, um, an energy that you're trying to explain, it becomes really real for a lot of yeah. other people and very tangible. And so analogies are a great way to do it, but also finding your persona parents, it's just mm.
1: a fun activity, so that's so fun I've never heard of that persona parents but I love it and now yeah. I'm like hmm, who would mine be I, mean, I, I know that yeah. so Mooch I know that you have done like many amazing things I know that you're a fitness instructor um and you I think you got into can you just actually just like run us through your story and like your pathway into coaching and where you are now absolutely so
0: <clears throat> I started after I graduated I'm going way back way far yeah, back take us- (laughs) (laughs) how much time we got um so i graduated from college went into a um pretty fast-paced sales job in new york city was like shit if i'm gonna throw myself in i'm gonna really throw myself in so um was in sales in new york city six months to eight months fast forward i moved out to colorado to open an office there for them um and always knew that i had this like startup mentality like small group team oriented team driven um Um, troubleshooting, problem solving type uh, energy. And I loved that. And so when this company had asked me to move out, I was like, bam, it's like starting my own business. Let's go, let's try this. Um, And soon realized that sales engineering for me was not something that I wanted to do. I was good at it. I could crash goals and I was really oriented in checking off tasks and and getting all the the stuff done that was needed for this job. But at the end of the day, I'm like a 100% type person and I wasn't giving my hundred percent. And so for me, it was more of let's be real with yourself, Mooch. Like let's figure out, you know, how we can step into giving a hundred percent and where, and what that looks like. So I started teaching out in Denver when I was there. And, um, one of my friends at the time who I actually had started this job with in New York city had just left this role to, um, teach for soul cycle. And at the time I felt like SoulCycle was really, you know, the main spot where people could go like full-time fitness. Yeah. Like it was like, you either owned a gym where you taught for Cycle, right? Or like I a- I still
1: think of SoulCycle as that for, for spin, you know, for- Right, yeah. And so
0: um I was like, shit, well, if Kaylee's doing it, like, and Kaylee, if you're listening, what's up, girl? But if Kaylee could do it, like, shit, I could probably do something like this. Um, and, um, you know, I recognized there was kind of two paths for me. I could open a studio, right? And I actually went through and uh was like two sentences away from signing a lease in Colorado to open my own studio. And I realized, shoot, what am I- Actually, what is my actual vision? And my vision was really looking at how can I take this to like a global scale? And if I'm in a studio, if I'm stuck in one spot, if I am tied to, you know, 35 bikes, what would that look like for my vision? And so I shifted and I moved back to Boston and um, ended up working for Bespoke Studios and Barry's. Actually the joke that I started teaching there the same day. Um, I taught my first class at both of those studios on the same day, which was wild. And really leaned into this idea of going without guarantee, right? Like you don't know when you start something like you don't have, there's no playbook, right? There's no like, okay, get to this milestone and you'll, you'll be guaranteed this or get to this size and you'll be guaranteed that. And so for me, it was really looking at like tapping inward. And I think again, like when you look at your energy, you have to tap inward, where do I thrive and what are my strengths? And so, um, started in fitness and then a year and a half later met my business partner my now business partner. And we started a um, it was an online program for women and it was focused on fitness, life coaching, nutrition, and gut health. Mm -hmm. And we crushed it. Like it was so fun and um built that business very quickly without knowing, right? Without guarantee and without any like quote unquote business background. We had built that business to six figures in five months and seven figures in 13. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, whoa, what are we doing? Right. Yeah, like holy shit, like I think we like can actually do this, right? And um um, it happened very organically that a lot of the women that were going through this first program were very aware of our skills in building community mm. and building authentically, right? And um, a lot of these women also ended up being fitness instructors who were like notoriously putting themselves last, right? Yeah. Teachers notorious for putting themselves last. And so we had a group of like four or five women that were like, hey, will you teach us how to do this? And we are like, yeah, sure. And we realized that's how 90 Day CEO was born was, yeah. you know, just very organically um, leaning into what our customers needed. So here we are now.
1: I love it. There's like so many things that based off what you just said that I'm like, oh my God, there's so many juicy directions to Mm -hmm. go in here. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the first things that came up that I loved was this mentality of, well, heck, if she can do it, I can do too because this is something that's so essential to surround yourself with and really what allows you to expand your vision oftentimes, like people mm-hmm. that are having this dream inside, but they're thinking, oh, I-, I couldn't do that. And instead of viewing other people succeeding in that, how can you view it as why can't I do it? <laughs> she can yeah. do it. Yeah. I can do it too. And <laughs> I think that's a necessary mentality to have As an entrepreneur, especially as a solopreneur, so I love that. Um, Has that with
0: that? I I was just gonna say I think with that too. Like, there's this balance of, and you know, like business coaching is like you could pick ten in a group of twenty people, right? It's it can feel really saturated, or it can feel really scary to step into a space that's like already been done. Mm. Right? No one's reinventing the wheel. But what, what I noticed when I look at it is there are two options. I could be really jealous of what she's doing, or I could be really curious about what she's doing and I could do it. Right. And so anyone listening, like if you are in that space of, well, she's doing it. So like, "Mm, I don't really know if I could do it. Like when you have those feelings, talk to those people. Mm. If you are seeing this like envy or if you're like, man, I wish I could have that, go grab that person a coffee because you could yeah, learn a hell of a lot more than staying in that space of shit. Well, I guess I'm never going to do it. Or, I can't do You're already yep. doing it. Right. Yep. And you probably know that too, is like, there's this beauty in leaning in. And instead of leaning in with jealousy or envy, it's like mm-hmm. leaning in with curiosity and like commitment.
1: Yes. That's so good. And it just comes back to that community over competition and like what all of this panel at Be Well Fest is also about of like how you can th- thrive by building your community and how that fuels everything else and how really leaning into that energy of, of just building the community and leaning on each other. And there's enough for everyone. There's, there's so much space and there's so much room in not only the coaching industry, the wellness, the fitness industry, but everywhere because everyone brings their unique spin and their unique experience to it. So such Absolutely. a good point. I just loved that that was like part really part of your journey to Of like, Hey, if she can do it, then so can I, um, What else Mm -hmm. I really loved is that you are specifically, like your background is in fitness and in wellness and like so many, probably listeners and like so many other instructors um, and just people in the wellness industry, they have this idea of the only way to make money is to open a studio. And I went through Mm -hmm. the same thing when I was in my yoga journey as I was like, yeah, my end goal is obviously to open a studio because that's the only way you can make money as as an instructor and nothing against opening studios. I I love like, that's a beautiful way to create a community and to create space. And also there's other opportunities to be able to grow your business. Do you so I know you work a lot with um, instructors, like what is your really actually what is your market? Like, who do you work with the most? So
0: we started off as more like mindset and fitness, just because that's that's what our background was. And that's, you know, who had kind of gravitated towards our type of expertise and experience. But really right now, we work with online-based service-led leaders, right? Right. Who are coaching in some capacity, right? We've worked Mm -hmm. with dating coaches. We've worked with, you know, uh, chefs who are doing like cooking classes and coaching people through like building healthier plates um, all the way through fitness, spirituality. So it's crazy because at the root of it, what we noticed was the way in which you need to and you get to show up as a coach is very similar and the delivery is very different. Right. And the application is very different. So, um, you know, it, it definitely has shifted, but you know, it's always an industry that I'm like, ah, heart. Like, I love you. My fitness instructors, I know you because I was you. Yeah. Um, and it is just one that I think people have a tape more towards me because I still have like a, a very uh, close tie to fitness. Um, right. I'm still an instructor and, you know, I'm always like finding ways to, to be involved, but yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of uh broad in terms of industry, but when you look at the coaching it's online and it's uh very service driven.
1: Yeah. So it is coaches. It's people in the exactly. That totally makes sense. That's what I thought. And you still teach. How many classes a week do you teach?
0: I have six and it's so fun. I like, it's the best. Like there's such a, and you could probably relate to this cat. There's such a deep connection with coaching in general, whether I'm coaching to business owners or I'm coaching to students in a spin room. Yeah. And that energy was regained when teaching fitness classes wasn't my only source of like income and, um, right? Cause I was teaching 25 classes a week. If I go away for a weekend, there's half my paycheck. And I'm 25. like-
1: 25, that is unreal. I can't, yeah. I can't get over that when I hear that from instructors because, and I did the full-time yoga instructor but I never taught that. Yeah. Like I always, you know, I had my events company and I was always doing totally. other things too. Mm-hmm. And that, blows my mind people that do that many classes it's impressive and I'm sure you found out quickly how much it led to burnout but yeah the community is amazing and I I think it's such a great combination to still do that and still build that community even because as you know as an online coach like you can get very stuck especially with everything that's been going on the last couple of years it can you can have the tendency to kind of get stuck behind a computer if you don't have these other opportunities to get out and <laughs> still socialize. So yeah. that's a great way to do that. How yeah. do you find that you manage your schedule with so much going on and I see that you are always seeming to be traveling on Instagram mm-hmm. as well.
0: Um traveling is a beautiful beautiful way to connect back to yourself. I love travel. I honor it so much and I'm like the biggest homebody ever. Yeah. Um next to my fiance, he is <laughs> he's pretty much the homebody. Yeah. Um but it's it's about understanding and being in total alignment with what's going to get you closer to your vision, right? I feel like when I first started, I was saying yes to everything because I thought every possibility Mm -hmm. could be the next possibility and the next big thing. And so you have to get really clear on what makes sense for your business, Right. It's, it's like, you have to treat it like a child and like your baby. And it's like, how is this thing going to grow? So getting really clear on that and then being able to block off my schedule to say like, actually, I can't go there. And I, I'm choosing not to go there to better serve my vision and, you know, call it boundaries, call it time blocking, call it whatever. It's just, it's being super clear with, you know, where your energy goes. And I think too, it's like, you know, when I first started, I wasn't perfect at that. I'm still learning, right. As you probably are too. And oh, it's right. like
1: never ends. You know, <laughs> I
0: think the biggest thing um, that I keep leaning into is like taking action is actually going to give me the clarity, right? Yeah. So where and what places can I actually take action? Set aside some time to reflect and say, okay, that didn't work or that did work, right? right. Or what right. worked and what didn't work, so that I know, okay, you know, maybe next time moving forward, I'm not going to prioritize this or I will. Mm,
1: I love that. I think also having that highest priority goal, like we were saying, with the clarity, being clear on yeah. what is your height, what are you building, what is is that big vision and your highest priority goal right now? And maybe you (laughs) learn through taking action that that highest priority goal shifts or changes. But I think having that current highest priority goal allows you to take action that's aligned to where where you're trying to end up and not just the busy let me do everything Mm -hmm,
0: totally and i think too like i experience this a lot when i'm coaching like even newer entrepreneurs people who have been you know even in business for a year two years is we have all of these like self-imposed ceilings Mm -hmm. even with our vision right and like our head could just bump right up above that vision and it's like it's that breakthrough that people need to see and perspective they need to see So like every time I'm, and this might be helpful for anyone listening, if you're looking at your vision, keep asking yourself, well, what else? What else? What else? What else? And the further you go, the more that that starts to expand and you start to see more possibility. Mm -hmm. Because I do think when we're we're talking about vision, it's like, yeah, I want like a million dollar business. Okay, well, what else? Well, I want like, and it just, it allows you to see a little bit deeper into what you truly want.
1: Yes, beyond a number. Exactly. That's so good. So kind of coming back to a little bit of, the community building and some of your thoughts on that and how you've built such a beautiful community um, online and it seems like offline as well. What are some of your kind of like top tips or takeaways for building a community what do you what do you feel is the most important to you that's a great question I know it's a loaded it's a question one. <laughs> a lot I feel like it always
0: changes based on even where I'm at my best piece of advice is to be more interested than interesting be more interested in your people because they have all the answers they're like in this place of of stickiness or can't figure something out and you have the solution, but listen. And I think being interested and being curious is the way to better understand. And if we better understand, we can see, we can hear more clearly. If we can see and we can hear more clearly, we can, we can surf right at a higher level. And I think, um, you know, I think that gets lost when we, when we talk about social media and having to look a certain way or do a certain thing. And it's like, who are you really doing this for? And if you can keep your community at the forefront of your brain, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to be stretched. You're going to be, um, you know, in a position of vulnerability, beautiful, get there, go there because that's what your community needs. And I think seeming, um, more interesting, can almost create a gap between you and your clients. Right. It's like almost this like higher reach. It's like, how can we relate deeper together and like be humans in the process? Cause I think that's also lost too.
1: No, that's so good. And, and it's something that a lot of people struggle with and showing up with that vulnerability, especially online is something that I think is, is common for pretty much everyone like everyone mm-hmm. has dealt with that if they're trying to show up online and it feels like it you're it's more exposing that it's going out to a public audience of you know tens of thousands of people or how many, however large your community is, if you don't have a private account, like it can feel very exposing to be vulnerable online. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips? Because I know, um, that you're, you do a great job at this of like sharing openly and vulnerably about what's going on in your business and your life and things that you've been through and things that you've overcome in your story. So is there anything that you practice when you're stepping into that deeper vulnerability to show up or Maybe can you tell us about maybe a time starting out where that was a, a lot more difficult than it might be now?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. So, um, newsflash, if your coach doesn't have a coach, find a coach that has a coach. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know Kat, you had just shared something about this too. And I'm yeah. like, damn, thank God, because there are so many benefits for you as a client to have a coach that has a coach like you're learning Mm -hmm. from multiple people it's like this lineage of learning and so for me i remember when i had first gotten started even in fitness um i was a part of this mastermind and i had a really big challenge around the fitness community i would look at the fitness community and be like this is so look at me and i wanted to come with me i wanted inclusivity yeah. i wanted leadership in a way that felt like we were all shoulder to shoulder um whether it was with students or other instructors and that was my biggest fear was falling into a hole of well look at me i'm taking a picture in a sports bra and like right whatever. And for me, it was, how do I not do that? I just don't post. Right. And so it was like, how do I avoid this? Well, I avoid doing any of it. And so I had worked with a coach and he's like, it, he broke it down to me. And it was like the most beautiful thing because I was only looking at it in a, a place and an energy of fear. And he was like, can you flip that script? Can you flip your perspective and look at it from a place of love? If you aren't sharing, is that selfish? Because you aren't able to actually connect with people. And if you aren't able to connect with people, how the frig are you going to take them any further in their journey? Right. And so that was a big breakthrough for me. And, and from that point on, I was like, shit, well, I'm just going to share wherever I'm at. And if that's like a low place, it's a low place. If it's a high place, it's a high place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, taking people for the journey is probably like my best piece of advice is like, as you're going through something, throw it out there. Right. No one's like, I do feel like social media is making this turn of no one's perfect. People are flawed. Like, I don't even think it's flaws. I think it's unique, right? When we're experiencing yeah. different things, and it's opportunity to connect with people who might have felt the same way. So I think it is making this this transition. But like, all jokes aside, like people know when I when I get in my car, I usually am running out of gas. Like it is now <laughs> a part of my journey. I'm like the business goes with no gasoline, right? It's like yeah, girls on E. It's always me. Um, it's amazing. And move so when like,
1: started like make a T-shirt or something. <laughs> I need like everything.
0: I'm gonna make merch. It's gonna be great. But that's that even like, does that ap- apply to business coaching? No. And does it connect me deeper as a human? Yes. Yes. Like it's so beautiful to just like share shit that you feel is like you as a human.
1: Yeah. So I'm so happy you brought that up too, because this is something that you've probably seen a lot, especially in like the business coaching Mm -hmm. world and realm is like this anti niche. Um, And I think it comes back to this restriction or this like fear that I definitely witness as well of people when they see okay, now I have this niche, and I'm stuck in this box, and I can never talk about anything else, and it creates this extreme disconnect. So it's that balance of like, yeah, a niche is extremely helpful. I'm totally pro niche, I teach niche, like, all of that, but also like your life and you are really your niche like all of those little intricacies and the fact that you like to almost run out of gas it's which like is fun. just so fun. random and hilarious because I'm so the opposite I'm like I never have like less than half a tank which so funny. <laughs>
0: The amount of messages that I get, they're like, you know, this is terrible for your car. And I'm like, is it okay? Like, it's fine. Yeah. And um, no, but it, it's so true. And I love that you bring this up because there is such a disconnect. It's like we become an expert, but that that's not the only thing about our lives that's that are that we need to even portray. And I think right. even beyond that, it's it further creates that gap yeah. that I was talking about before. And
1: it's like, like if it someone a pedestal almost like you put yourself on a 100%. pedestal and,
0: and it's like, what am I going to wait until I have a business question, even though I don't run a business to like ask Mooch something right. like, no. Yeah. And I think there is this beauty to taking people deeper in multiple ways. I coach, like, I would rather build a business around your lifestyle than a lifestyle around your business. Yes. So why are we creating this persona or this personality on instagram that all we do is business coach sure right. it's like a big not, chunk of our time it's right not all of you yeah and like accountants don't go on there and say like this is my job i'm an accountant no they're like posting pictures of their family and their dogs you know it's like right. we gotta we gotta keep human at the forefront
1: so good and i and it's like finding that balance and, and weaving in but stories are a great place to share everything about your life always 100 you probably wouldn't post about like having your car on e on your feed post or make a real well maybe at this point actually. i pro- probably
0: <laughs> could relate it to business coaching
1: but yeah, you exactly. Like You can, you can tie yeah. life into your niche as well. So, so good. Is there anything else or like one tip that you would offer anyone listening if they are desiring to build a community and something that actually I would love to hear your thoughts on too, is because this is something that um, I think of when I like think of community building is one of the number one things that I see people in like the business sense that are entrepreneurs that are wanting to grow that they think they need is like more followers or... And I know you've made posts about this, of course. So like more followers or... More leads, like everyone's like lead generation. I want lead generation. What would you say to that person that's uh their number one goal is lead generation?
0: Yeah, so nine times out of ten when someone tells me it's lead gen is a, a challenge for them. I usually end up finding a hole where it's actually not lead gen, right? Mm-hmm. It's looking at the client journey, it's looking at where are people actually falling off. It's this idea of nurturing ideal clients that a lot of people are missing out on because they're not humans. And so, of course, when you're not nurturing, how are we going to convert leads to clients? And so, mm. yeah, I think it's, um this is a heated topic and it's, um it's a good one because everyone dreads lead gen and it's the thing that they think that they need the most. And I'm like, why aren't we having fun with our business? We're doing the things that we hate. And so it's really looking at you know, where, where in your journey of leads is actually the whole, because nine times out of 10, like I said, it's usually not at the beginning. It's somewhere in the middle.
1: Yeah. It's so good. And it usually ties back into you just needing to build your community and build those relationships more so than find yeah. new people is like, just like you said, it's nurturing who you already have in your yeah. community instead of finding mm-hmm. new people to try to convert
0: exactly i'll tell a quick story too because yes. i think this always like blows people's mind but we had a client who she had like 200 something thousand followers right 100,000 or some crazy amount of followers <laughs> She's probably well over 300 now. And, um, I met her when I was speaking, um, on a panel with boss babes randomly in LA, Mm. um, a couple of years ago. And, um, she's the type of person that walks into a room and you like feel this presence. You're like, shit, who just walked in? Mm. Um, and really strong presence, really great at what she did, loved it to like deep, soul passion was put on this planet to do this work. And with 200,000 followers or whatever, she's, you know, trying to sell, quote unquote, sell a free workshop. Um, She's trying her best. She's posting about it. She's communicating about it. 200,000 followers. How many signups does she have? Two for a free event, right? Meanwhile, we have clients who built six or seven figure businesses with 800 followers on Instagram. So first things first is like, don't look at the numbers as a way to qualify and quantify your worth because that's, that's not happening. Right. Um, now for her, it wasn't even a lead gen issue. And this is where I think it's really interesting as she came to us and she was like, I need more people. I need more people. I need more people with hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't need any more people. You You need tons of messaging. Yes. So for her, it was a messaging hole, right? She wasn't communicating strongly with her audience. Mm. So we tweaked one thing and overnight she had over 40 more signups. Right. And so it's like really looking at the, the trajectory and the path that your ideal client goes through from mm. ideal you know, client cold traffic to actually becoming a client. Yes. There's a lot of holes that I find within businesses from that you know, point A to point B. And so I think it's, it's funny. I have uh, a a lot of clients who are like, I only have 300 followers and I'm like, picture 300 followers in a fucking living room. room." Yeah. Oh my God. That's a ton. Right. Like that's bigger than a wedding. Right. Yeah. Like what? And so I think it's, it's reshifting and reframing our brain to actually see those people as people Right, and that's that's also going to play on your community.
1: And something else that um, came up through that is people that are trying to get those vanity metrics of more followers, especially online, more followers, more likes, more comments. Like there's different strategies of vanity metric growth yeah. and of sales metric growth. Like people can, and I know many many business owners that don't have any engagement, like it almost looks like a fake account to a degree where I'm like, what, how does this make sense? And -hmm. their business is like insanely flourishing because it's, Speaking to the right people who are actually converting into clients yeah. and not speaking to everyone just to get like some 100% some, a reaction. It's not yeah. a reaction, it's movement. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I love that you bring that up. Well, Mooch, I am so excited to get even deeper into all of this yes. at ULFAS and be in person. Like, I'm just excited to also meet like you and some other speakers that I haven't met all in person. And this day is going to be insanely amazing and I like, can't even wait. We're like a month away. But one question that I like to ask before we wrap it up here is what does being a wealthy and well woman mean to you or what does it look like in your life?
0: That's a beautiful question. I love it. Um being being a woman of wealth and wellness and you know just wholesome really if we're throwing in another another W yeah. word is really just trusting the process. It's Mm -hmm. focusing on the process and letting go of any sort of guarantee expectation outcome and just being in flow, like truly with your, you know, your business, your personal life or friendships, whatever it may be, like it's staying, it's staying in the process. And I think so often what we look at, and even as, as people who coach, like I've I'm a coach who coaches this, and looking at setting goals and vision and all of this, there's such a beautiful balance between looking at that vision and staying exactly where you're at and being very present with the with the current. Um, and so, I I know entrepreneurship has kind of forced me in some regard to embody that, and I'm so glad it has because it's given me so many more opportunities to just like be present and and stay curious about what else is coming, you know?
1: Oh, I love that so much. Thank you so much. Before we close, can you share where our listeners can find you, any ways they can plug into you, what other exciting things you have coming up?
0: Absolutely. I would love that. Well, I'm so excited to see hopefully some of you um, in just about a month. I cannot wait. Um, I always tell everyone when I meet people online, I'm like, yeah, in real life, I'm like nine feet tall. And then I'm actually like, just pushing five feet. So um <laughs> <laughs> it's always my like fun fact. I love it. Um but yeah you guys can find me on Instagram. It's just at C Mooch C M O O C H. You can also check us out at 90 days um 90 Day CEO on Instagram as well. Um and we have a podcast so we'll have to get Kat on there as yeah. well to kind of share her voice with our audience as well. But um I'm really looking forward to connecting
1: with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the wealthy and well woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there and I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.